This message is made available by the partners and friends of Breakthrough Miracle Life. Catch our live broadcast every Wednesday and Sunday on Facebook, YouTube, Periscope, and on internet radio at mixlr.com forward slash B-R-E-A-K-T-H-R-U. Now we've been talking about mindset. Hallelujah. Mind. Amen. Paul, what have you been talking about? Hey, okay. Just checking. Hallelujah. We are still fasting 21 days. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. If you hadn't started, start today. Amen. Skip lunch and just continue. Amen. Hey, the Bible says naba jore gulova korachi. Bafuna dinariem. Hallelujah. Now atandi karero jakuriana femurinjeria yes. Amen. I just want to encourage. Just join us. Just fluid. You won't die. Amen. I'm still doing well. Hallelujah. Mm. So you'll be fine. You'll be fine. And there is grace. There is grace available. For how many this was your first time to do 21 days on fluids? And they're they're still going on. Amen? Amen. And God is keeping them. Amen? Amen. And you know we go from glory to glory. Next time we shall go forth. Hallelujah. (laughs) Amen. That's what the Bible says. Doesn't it say that? The Bible says we go from glory to glory. From faith to faith. Hallelujah. Hey, hallelujah. <laughs> Next time we shall go forty. From there, sixty. Shama kata lebraha. Now when I mention sixty, some people are like, mm, disbelief yenyini. If he can give you grace for twenty-one, oh, how can he fail to give you nineteen more days only? They're just nineteen more days. Hallelujah. And then you hit forty. Amen. Eh, hey, well, there's a level we are going to. Hallelujah. Mm. Hallelujah. Yeah, we are fasting. You know, you need to listen strong meat on Tuesday. I'll be finishing the, the three part on fasting. Hallelujah. But to give you a few hints for some of you, you know, when we are fasting, eh? you know the biggest problem when we are fasting? Eh? Breath. Hallelujah. Mm? Amen. Eh so waliyo senyarumu ku machia tani ko kusenya mirundi nge satu mulinyeria Yesu. Haleluya. Buliyo mwale mekutegera anti osiba mulinyeria Yesu. Manyo people might get slain no roza mafuta na yenga chidala chechaba kubye. <laughs> no, but you must pay attention to breath. Amen. But don't take chewing gum for it. You will pay. Because you see, if you start chewing, then the body thinks food is coming, so it releases digestive juices. And so the, what happens is then the digestive juices can't find anything to digest. They end up digesting your stomach walls. That's how people end up with ulcers during fasting. So don't chew gum because you're trying to help your breath. Instead, find a mouthwash, a good mint mouthwash. And when you use it, you know, people don't know how to use mouthwash. They use mouthwash, then they rinse with water. 
And I'm thinking, Kati, you've defeated the purpose of the mouthwash. Just use the mouthwash and leave it in there. That will keep your breath fresh. Amen? Yeah. And don't go around looking miserable. Eh? Comb your hair. You know, style yourself up. Look good. Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah. People shouldn't take a look at you and ask what's wrong. Instead, eh, they should look at you and say what's right. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. So as we are fasting, don't, you know, don't be there looking miserable. No, 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 no. Enjoy the goodness of the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. And uh, Sunday will be our anniversary. Three years of breakthrough. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So we shall break together. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Unfortunately, because we'll be coming off 21 days of fasting, we are not going to be eating roast meat and those things, lest we take you to hospital. (laughs) Hallelujah. But we will have something appropriate for people who have not been eating for 21 days. It's as important to be very careful how you break. And uh, I need to say this for those of you who might, for whatever reason, not make it. Um, When you get home, don't pile everything you have been wishing to eat in the last 21 days on your table you know you've been craving you passed the street the other day and they had roast chicken and you're like you know then why you say you know everything you see no if you do that yeah you might end up in murago when you're breaking, you break with soft stuff. Get, get mashed potatoes. Okay, you can add a little butter in them to make them more tasty. Um, you know, don't avoid fried things for a couple of days. So if you're going to do rice, let it be steamed. Amen. Hallelujah. foundation, <laughs> you need to eh? give them a few days. Your body is not will not yet be ready for them. Amen. <laughs> I know we are making this a joking thing, but I hope you're really taking in the points. Amen. We don't want you to make mistakes. Some of us made some mistakes in the early days, and we paid. We paid heavily. Don't go there and ofuna amataga no. You will call upon Jesus in that toilet. <laughs> there are some of you who have been telling me, despite my warnings, you decided to go and drink milk. And uh, yeah, you have testified <laughs> as to what happens when you ignore the word of the pastor. Hallelujah. Some of us have been at this for years. We've learned certain things along the way. It helps you to listen to what I say so you don't have to learn it the hard way. Amen. And so that you don't have to pay the price we paid. Some people are asking me, but you are always struggling with weight. It's because of that some of stuff, things I never learned the right way. I never understood how to make sure my body recovers the right way from a fast. So it messed up my metabolism. You know? So those are things now. That's why we teach you. When you break, Genda hmm? and I tell you when you start eating again, don't to, to, don't fill the plate no Hallelujah. First of all, it defeats the purpose of fasting. You are fasting to subjugate the flesh. Then the moment the fast is finished, you surrender again to the flesh. Control your portions. Hallelujah. 
bear the fruit of the spirit self-control hallelujah moderation in everything eat a reasonable amount hallelujah you know some people's versions of reasonable amount uh, yeah they vary hallelujah but amen when when when, when you're buying cars in america they can put mileage um they can tell you estimated um mileage uh, per gallon in the city and in the country then they put ymmv your mileage may vary you know some of you your portions vary your this your definition of reasonable portions varies from the rest of us but control yourself amen amen yeah i hope that little bit of wisdom will help some of you when we get to that point when you get to breaking and beyond don't be in a rush don't say that it's sunday to monday yeah take your time break gradually it will help you hallelujah and will also help you not to have the runs you know the runs are very uncomfortable these things of camping right outside the door of the restroom yeah you don't want to go through that experience <laughs> it once happened to me and the worst part of it was i broke the fast on the day i was taking a flight ah <laughs> it was very interesting let's just say it was extremely interesting because at some point they tell you we are beginning our descent no moving and that's when the body says yeah <laughs> amen yeah but god is doing a great thing in our midst hallelujah now we've been talking about mindsets amen and the reason we're talking about mindsets is because the lord spoke to us at the beginning of this year what did he tell us enlargement amen en and then he spoke to us that we must get rid of certain mindsets if we want to see enlargement there's certain ways of thinking we must get rid of there's certain things that have been holding us back in the way we view things the way we see things and those things keep us from progressing amen we've dealt with a number of mindsets last week we dealt with what did we deal with regret and defeat yeah many of you regrets you sit there and you regret so many things if only i had done this if only i had done that you know if i had made the other decision and then regret holds you back instead of moving forward you're just full of regrets we must learn to move on when the child died what did david do he got up oiled himself went to the temple and worshiped and moved on while the child was sick he was praying but once the child died he did what he moved on don't let regret hold you back regret is paralyzing defeat is also very paralyzing you can sit there and you just wail about your defeat instead of investigating to find out why why in the first place are you defeated can you examine your defeat to find out the reasons remember there's something we mentioned you can have a word from god and still be defeated amen 
It's possible. Judges 19 and 20, what happens there? God gives them a word and they get defeated twice. You can have a word and be defeated because there are things you didn't know in order to execute the word properly. There are things they didn't do and they were defeated twice. 40,000 of them perished. Why? Because there were some things they did not know. So it's important. You can have a word and be defeated. But the important thing is don't wallow in defeat. Don't sit there and bash yourself and what and talk about how you know you are defeated and, and then blame God. No. You sit back. First of all, the first thing you must convince yourself of is this. It is never God's fault. Amen. It is never God's fault. So if it's not his fault, whose fault is it? Eh, it's your fault. It means there's something you didn't know. There's something you missed. So you sit back and examine and say, what did I miss? If I know I had God on this, but it hasn't worked out the way I thought it was meant to, what did I miss? Most of us lack the capacity for self-examination. Because we don't examine ourselves, we don't examine, we don't sit back and say, okay, what am I missing here? We just want to convince ourselves we did it right, but somehow things just didn't work. No, if they didn't work, you didn't do it right. Either you didn't do it right, or you didn't time it right. Amen. Sometimes it's timing. You run ahead of God. God tells you something, but he doesn't say, God, do it tomorrow. Hallelujah. I have a friend. The Lord told him clearly that he he was meant to go to the United States. Then he went and they denied him a visa. Came back saying, How? Then we went through. Uh-huh. Document that said, uh-huh. you didn't do your homework. Just because God said doesn't mean you don't do your homework. I said, have you read this part of the State Department website? What does it say? Have you read this one? What does it say? You didn't do your homework. It's not God's fault. He spoke, but you are supposed to do your homework. Even when he told them the battle is the Lord's, you will not have to fight. They still wore their armor. The army put on everything. They prepared. They were still fully armored and prepared. Despite the fact that the Lord had told them they were not going to fight. They were still prepared. So, many times we miss the critical portions then we blame God for why things didn't work out. I have learned to examine myself. When things don't work, I have to sit back and say, okay, what did I miss, Lord, on this one? Where did I miss it? And how can I do better next time? Hallelujah. You know, for us, we look at defeat as a very, very bad thing. What you don't know that for God, defeat is just a step on the journey. God can allow you to be defeated just so you learn something. Because he's more interested in you learning the lesson than in you getting to the destination. 
We are destination oriented. God is process oriented. Because he's more interested in how you get formed in your journey to the destination than in you getting to the destination when you're not formed yet. So for you in your head, that's your target. Yeah? God, on the other hand, is more interested in the process of how your faith grows to get to that house. So that's why he, you know, because you need the journey. In the journey, such that by the time Oji Yingirida, a new bate kusule. Wabamu, a new bate kusula. I have seen some people, they, they all they need is to get a car. Then you see the aerial colors. Motokayange. Hmm? Tachasura mova na itikubaka tiaso ulo kufuga na vao kumusamfu. Lulia liya sura o, echa musuza nga o, taina transporti ya mtuwala kumusamfu weze chilo. <laughs> Kati ajirina kumusamfu, wuuu, mtuka ngebula o. So God is interested in what, for, in your process of formation to get there. Unfortunately, many times, when we are here raising up your faith, we focus so much on the destination and we don't tell you about process. So you're so excited. And then you don't focus on what God is doing in you. One of the things we must focus on and realize is this. What does God say? He says he has predestinated you to do what? To be conformed. To what? The likeness of of Christ. Notice that that's God's final destination for you. To be conformed to the likeness of Christ. Or so that you may grow to the fullness of the stature of Christ. So everything God does in your life is meant to take you to that ultimate goal. Everything. For you, you'll be looking at a shoe, a dress, a car, a house, a job, a promotion, while God in all those things, His primary interest is to get you conformed to the likeness of Christ. While you're busy, everything, everything you're aiming at, God for Him is looking and saying, I want you to grow into the fullness of the stature of Christ. Everything you go through for him, he's saying, I just want you to get to this place. This is my destination for you. So, whatever turns along the path, everything there is meant to grow you there. When he brings a faith challenge, for you where you're looking at, the challenge now is I want to get out of renting. That's your view. Because that's how limited your view is. For him, he's thinking, how much closer does this one bring them to the faith of Christ? How much, how can I use this to bring them to the, to become more like Jesus? It's all about Jesus. And you becoming like Jesus. 
So everything along your journey, God is using it to get you to that ultimate destination. Amen. And once we understand that, our focus, hallelujah. Amen. 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 When we get that, you, you will take your eyes off of these temporary goalposts along the way. And you put your eyes on the ultimate goals. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. When it says he's the finisher, what does that mean that he's the finisher? Some people think he, because he completes it, you know. No. When he says, I am the beginning and the end. Not I bring the end. I am the actual end. Meaning I am the destination. <laughs> Hallelujah. You know when you say, I am the end, you sometimes think he's the one who brings the end, who makes the end happen. No. He is the literal end of everything. He is the final destination of your journey. Being in the likeness of Christ. Whenever, in fact, you will know that you still have a lot to learn on the journey when you're still moved by simple things. Hallelujah. Amen. It somehow means along the journey you still missed some lessons. Because if you've learned the lessons of faith, when he brings it, you're relaxed. Your focus is still on him, number one. Number two, you're not worried. You're that calm. Having it and not having it doesn't change you. There is a place in Christ we are meant to come to where, like Paul, we can say, I have learned to abound and to abase and to be content in all. No. You get to a place where you are as pleasant when the account is full as we, in the same way as you are when the account is empty. You are that place of equilibrium. You're not moved. Why? Because your confidence, your everything is in Jesus. You notice something. When they are in the storm, what does he rebuke them for? He's saying, You should be able to relax. That's enough. You're that content in him. You're not moved. I was talking to a friend and uh, things didn't work out at work as he was expecting. You know, you know sometimes delays come. You've gotten prophecies, certain promotion and everything and then, you know, 
the promotion you're expecting is given to someone else. And you're like, Naimokama. What's going on? And he lost his peace. And then, you know, we were talking and he said, Because God still has a work to do in me. How can I lose my peace like this? Child of God, what's taking your peace? I used to see people losing their peace over a Christmas dress. But, and you know we can laugh about it, but you see, eh? losing your peace over a big promotion and the one who lost their peace over a Christmas dress, they may look bigger in our eyes, but in the end, you're both at the same level. They're equilibrium. Wizo gamba nakura kati echa dreste chichanta wanya. Ni wajaliye wikuta wanya. The aim is to come to that place where you are at peace with God. You trust Him, you believe Him, and then you put it in His hands. You have it, Lord, and I trust you. You've got this. I may not see how, but you have this. It has been a journey. I'm still on the journey to be at peace in every area. The things that would happen and then I have to remind myself, Noah, you have Jesus. As long as you have Jesus, it is well. You know, like that famous song, whatever my Lord thou hast taught me to say, it is well. The problem is most of us only sing it at funerals. When we are trying to convince ourselves that it is well. But it's supposed to be every day. Say, whatever my Lord, thou hast taught me to say, it is well with my soul. See, the most amazing thing about God is this. The things you are dying to have, he will only give them to you when you've come to the place where you don't care that much about them anymore. When you come to that place where you care about him more than them, then he can trust you with them. So, the more you hunger and chase after them, the longer they take to arrive. The day you come to the place where like I, you, you matter more to me than these things, is when he says, ah, now you qualify for it. But when we don't get to that place, as long as you're still there, it's still in your peace, it's the only thing you can pray about, like, ah, you're not ready. God can't take you to a place that makes him irrelevant. God will not bless you to an extent that it makes him irrelevant in your life. He must always keep you in that place where you need him for your every step. In fact, the most amazing thing is the deeper you get in God, the more he takes you to a place of dependence. Because he wants you to live that life where he's your everything. You, you have nothing without him and you have everything with him. 
you're completely and absolutely 100% dependent on God. The funny part is most of us are doing our best to get out of a life of faith. In fact, we want to use our faith to get out of the life of faith. Yeah, I'm believing God to take me and pay sources of income. You want to use faith to get out of faith. You really want to use faith to get out of faith. So God <laughs> And that's why it's important for us to always examine ourselves. Why? What is driving you to believe or to supposedly believe? Because that's not real faith. To believe for a certain thing. Is it insecurity? Fear of tomorrow. Fear of what may happen. Because as long as it's insecurity and fear driving you, you're not actually in faith, no matter how many words of faith you decree. I shouldn't. What drives me to have, you know, reserves should not be the fear of the rainy day. I should already be confident that God will take care of me regardless of what comes. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 You see, God would want you to come to a place where... And, and here is the, the important thing that we must get, the important distinction, because some people miss it here. When you hear us talk like this, some people get the impression that we are against things like saving. No. What you need to understand is what we are dealing with is the attitude of the heart, not the actions. Do you understand it? The issue is not savings. The issue is your attitude towards the savings. Do you save out of fear? Do you save out of fear of the day the job is no longer there? Fear of the day you, you know, they lay you off or something? Or do you save? Simply because it's a principle you obey and it's, you know, the Lord says saving is a good thing, you know. Yeah, I told them to keep up 12 baskets. Even the remainders had to be kept away somewhere. It's, it's, it's just wisdom. You, it's not out of fear. The attitude is the most important thing. This is also the same thing that's troubling a lot of people today about grace. Because most people focus grace on actions and forget that grace deals with an attitude. Grace has no problem with working hard. Yeah? Grace has no problem with putting in effort to change yourself, to change your ways. to do. No, grace has no problem with that. Grace has a problem if you have an attitude of thinking as I put in effort I am earning favor with God. Now, if we understand the distinction and understand that what the word deals with is the attitudes that we have, the mindsets. 
then you will not have people who think ndi muchisa setala kubako chenkola because bajja kutegera nti chakola siche chikuru endo oza jali na kuchakola ewe wali obuzibu so he says be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind all the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God to pulling down what? Strongholds. All of them are where? In your mind. He's dealing with mindsets. Nothing else. Amen. Amen. Even when we talk now about these things, the issue is not whether or not you got a car and a house and property and all these other things. But the attitude that you have as you pursue them the attitude you have when you get them it's the mindset that god's dealing with and the whole time because we are so action oriented we miss god we are so focused on the results the physical tangible results we don't realize that the whole time god is trying to bring us to the place of the mind of christ even when we talk about the fullness of the stature of Christ, we don't understand something. He's not talking about growing into physical stature of Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. In fact, we cannot judge how far you are in the fullness of the stature of Christ by looking at what you have or what you do. We can't. We know the fullness of the stature of Christ by the mind that you have. How much of the mind of Christ has taken over? That's where it is primarily. Where? The mind. Do you have the mind of Christ? Do you think like Him? Are your attitudes like Him? Are your motives like His motives? That's why when we get to the fullness of the stature of Christ, doesn't mean then all of us will have mansions and big houses and private jets. No. Hallelujah. Amen. That's not what it means. Saying you will think like Christ. Your attitude will be like Christ's. The way, the way you do things, your character will re- we reflect the character of Christ. Your ways. People will look at you and the way you do things and the way you carry yourself and the way you respond to issues and they'll say, we can see Jesus. Amen. And every time we make people think, you've missed it. Kubanga waluwa abaziri nanga ni Yesu tebamuteba mulooza ngako. In fact, abasingo kubana zo Yesu tebamumanyi. Hallelujah. Amen. That's why the scripture is clear. What does it say? The kingdom of God does not come by observation. You will not say, look, there it is. Look, here it is. The kingdom of God is within you. And what does he say? Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Yeah. 
Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Atenge sanyuriyo lisingo yoli yajide mubenzi. Aya. Let me turn your theology upside down. Hallelujah. So, you now begin to do, even when you are at work, when you are doing business, when you are doing everything else, it's your attitude to those things that matters. You must come to that place where everything you do, you do as unto God. Because everything Jesus did, said, my father works, so I work. What I see him do is what I do. That was his attitude. Everything, he was... he. He was in communion with the Father all the time and only doing what the Father wanted him to do. Hallelujah. Amen. So, sometimes we, if we don't have our mind changed, we will keep thinking like the world does. We have a lot of people, they are in church, they speak in tongues, but they think like the world. Their values are like the world's values. Their measurements are like the world's measurements. Bwa kutunulira atandikira kukatopu ne kadigundi ne ngato. So they have not yet been transformed by the renewing of their mind so that they can see like Jesus sees. Hallelujah. Now that's what has that's what has to happen to us. The way we see needs to be the way Jesus sees. You look at someone and your judgment of them is not based on whether they are wearing a designer shirt. Hallelujah. Even your choice of whom to associate with is not based on batu sewa mulaifu. Amen. Mindsets. That's what Christ came to deal with. You know, I sometimes say it, it sounds like a joke, but nothing is in the scripture by accident. There is no question about why Jesus was crucified at the place of the skull. Ah, one, 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 one. We wait our salvation. In the wars are you? Do you know what makes God unique? Is his thoughts. Yes. He even says it in his word. He says, so are my thoughts above your thoughts. His, his way of thinking makes him distinct and separate from you. It separates you. Hallelujah. Amen. Thinking. How do you think? That's what God is dealing with. Once you understand that, once you understand that what he's dealing with is your mindset, your attitude to your faith journey will change. 
Because you begin to ask yourself certain questions. Lord, in this situation, what are you trying to teach me? What's the lesson I am missing? How do I learn it? When you learn the lesson, the thing you are looking for just arrives. Because you've learned the lesson. Some of us keep, we have retakes. Retakes every year. Spiritual retakes. You find you're in a cycle of the same kind of events happening to you. And what you don't understand is that you're doing retakes. Because you have failed to pass the exam. Every time the exam comes, you think it's about conquering that particular situation. Not realizing it's not the situation. It is the mindset with which you approach the situation that's the problem. It's the attitude you have in the situation and through the situation that he's dealing with. So when you conquer the situation, you think you've just won a great victory and yet you've just failed the exam. He's gracious. Until you learn the lesson. Hallelujah. So in order for us to enlarge, there are mindsets that must be dealt with and put to the side and we conform to the mind of Christ. Hallelujah. That's where he wants us to be. And you see, the second one that we need to deal with, that we need to understand, the other mindset, that was one mindset. Another mindset now we need to understand, that we must understand how God works, is Jesus describes the wind. I think it's John 3.8. Let me see if that's... Give me John 3.8 and we see. Oh, hallelujah. Yeah. It says, The wind bloweth where it listeth, and thou hearest the sound thereof, but canst not tell whence it cometh and whither it goeth. So is everyone that is born of the Spirit. Hmm? Hallelujah. It means the wind blows where it wants. Hallelujah. Hmm? You hear the sound of the wind, but you can't tell where it's coming from and where it's going. And it says everyone that is born of the Spirit is like that. Or is meant to be like that. Hallelujah. Now, the thing we need to understand is this. When he likens us to the wind, one of the things about the wind is that it's unpredictable. Small things can change wind. Pressure just needs to stop, to drop a little bit and the direction of the wind can change. Temperature just needs to change a little bit and things change. Humidity just needs to change slightly and again the direction of the wind changes. Amen. Saying we must be like that. Why? 
he's saying God is ever changing. He's ever doing new things. Hallelujah. Amen. Ever doing new things. And we must be ready to be like him. Most of us are too rigid. We are too rigid. We are fixed. We have our mindset, our way of doing things. And when God comes and he wants to do things in a new way, we resist him. Hallelujah. Let's go to Isaiah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Let me bring the scripture we need. I believe it's somewhere in 42. Let's see. Yeah, 42. Isaiah 42, 9. Behold, the former things are come to pass, and new things do I declare. Before they spring forth, I tell you of them. Hallelujah. Isaiah 43, 19. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall ye not know it? I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Now let's read 48, 6. Thou hast heard. See all this. And will you not declare it? I have showed thee new things from this time, even hidden things, and thou didst not know them. Hallelujah. Notice how he keeps talking about new things. God is always doing new things. The problem is, we like our comfort zones. We like our comfort zones. We love to be in our comfort zones. When God brings change, believers are resistant to change. You look at the history of the church and you see it. Every time God starts to do a new thing, you see, that's when you realize there is a Pharisee hidden within most believers. New style of music, resistance. New order of service, resistance. New way of dressing, resistance. Then later they adapt. Only after they have no choice and things have caught up with them, then they adapt. Hmm? Don't you find it amazing? Go to any Anglican or Catholic church today and they sing the songs we sing today. But man, ha, the resistance. You should have been, if you were born again in the 80s, you would know. It was hard. Why? We, we are so resistant to change and yet our God is a God of new things. And most of us, we don't realize our miracles are in the new things. You there praying, and his answer is Nenda Kustura Kujewa no Kutwara Warada. Kubanga Yewari Omkisago, Ha Noga Nedda. Wagamba Wagamba Isa stay in the land. So in this land. No mu quoting the scripture and see a Jiwandik. Because we are resistant to change. 
And here is the interesting thing. Sometimes we even resist the people he brings to take us to the next level. That's why new people often find a hard time in church. New people, they come and they brought new ideas, new ways of doing things, and the people they find in place. Oh! Give them fire. Real fire! New singer, Nadia Kugundi. Ha! Sound man in Amu muting. Resistance! We resist what God is doing and never realize that He's trying. God is always in the business of new things. Sometimes I want to ask people, I'm like, okay, if you don't want new things, eh? Go back. Eh? Microphone muziveko. Yeah. I mean, if we are going to eh, be genuine like the church in Acts. Tuambale vigandula. Microphone to zijewo zona, keyboard zona to zijewo. Tukume ngoma. Hmm. Actually, sima yinti nengoma bali wakuba. They probably clapped their hands and maybe they had a harp. Now we are genuine. And a sailing ship. To be very genuine then. But then you have one foot this end. Come on. We're resistant and we don't realize God's doing a new thing. Let me tell you. Today we have our mind on how God does evangelism. Now when we say evangelism, people think to get evangelism. Who tells you that's how God will keep doing evangelism? I find people with strange attitudes. Me I I, I hate the distractions of social media. I'll never be on there. And I look at them and I'm thinking. Hello? Neku internet jiveko. Dayo kubama simu. Where is SMS? Haven't you enjoyed it in this couple of days? Muzeyo kuwana roko. Let me tell you something. Whatever you may think, I, I find it funny. Social media is of the devil. Who told you? Who told you? No. Some of us are preaching on social media. And people are coming to Christ on social media. Hallelujah. We are live streaming everywhere. And whenever new platforms open, we shall go there as well. Ah, those are distractions meant to take us from God. Eh? Gwengoli wiki nyo. You are the one who lacks self-discipline. Don't blame the social media. The social media is not the problem. You are the problem. And you know what? I don't know. 20 years from now, it's going to be something else altogether. That's how fast the world moves. By the time I was in school, there was no Facebook. Actually, 
shouldn't even, I shouldn't even talk about Facebook. There was no internet. There was nothing like the internet. It didn't exist when I was in school. We went, we used to buy physical big textbooks and we take them to school. Yeah? Hey! Thank God now I can find them online. There was a pastor who was giving me a hard time about showing up at his church to preach with only a phone. Na yomu sumbata kwa tabaibuli inze silo sila bachigambo chiche abaze kubulida. I was thinking, Gundi, do you want me to bring scrolls? So that you can believe it's genuine. Can you let's open the scroll of Isaiah? And we can even make it sound righteous and holy. But all we are is resistant to a new thing. God is into new things. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Which means God has no problem with you getting a new car. Hallelujah. But, I mean, that's a distraction. But, here is the thing. God is into what? New things. Don't resist when change comes. Flow with the change. I thank God for those days when Steve Jobs decided to invent iPods. Those things were helpful in our days of seeking God. We went for them full blast. We bought iPods. We used to be on our iPods. With worship music just playing. Some of you don't even know what an iPod is. Now, it's obsolete technology. That's okay. So, there's nothing wrong. That's why today I come to preach with what? Phones. Amen? And I don't know what next. Maybe next time they're going to invent, you know, virtual reality lenses and you just put, put them in your eyes and, you know, blink and it opens Isaiah. <laughs> hey, I once tested um, I had a chance to test those days when they were testing Google Glass and I had a set you know and um, you could whisper to it then if you wanted to change page you could uh, wink like this then you wanted to go to the other and you wink this other side so back and forth was like that you know, it was interesting. I actually could envision myself preaching wearing Google Glass. Eh? You're going to scripture on again to the next chapter. Back when I was to know the day, or somehow you're in a teleprompter, you know, confess. It's okay. Hallelujah. You know, it's funny. If you, you need to watch old broadcasts, eh? old videos of like old preachers. They used to call, hmm? they used to call TV the devil's box. They would abuse it. Meanwhile, the ones who understood that God does new things, they got onto TV. And they became big. And God used them all over the world. Billy Graham wouldn't, we wouldn't be talking about Billy Graham today if it was not for television. Television made him famous and brought the crowds to his stadiums. Yeah? 
Others were busy abusing TV. By the time they got on the bandwagon, other people were ahead of them. There was a time when state-of-the-art technology, at least when I was young, state-of-the-art was my mother having an electric typewriter. Wow. Eh! Then they brought computers. I'll never forget. I saw that computer they brought to her office. Hmm? And they were training them now on this new technology. Windows 95 had just been released. No, it was Windows 3.1. Dot matrix printers. The printer was interesting. To use the word processor, there was a whole pile of books. Word perfect 3.1. Everything was by command. If you want to bold, you have to figure out, you have to know which command you use to bold this section to the other. Man! Then a friend of mine in school, his father bought him a computer. Now they're just going to Windows 95. Bought him a computer. And bought him a game, it was called Pod. It was a racing game. Ha! Ngasiva uwe. Meanwhile, they live in Kololo. Upper Kololo, up there, summit view. Nganveru nguja, neninya taxi, bili. Nenzi jamu walinga wali java zao. Nenitambula from there up to summit view, waguru kuzanya computer game. We thank God for doing new things and in new ways to this year you must make up your mind to be open to god doing new things and doing things in new ways if you want to see god take you to the next level be open to it be open to god telling you chapter you hallelujah there are some things over all along and he simply says That's what happened to the Israelites. Says the moment they entered the promised land, the manna stopped. Forty years they had been eating manna. The day they entered the promised land like that, it stopped. Now they had to learn new things. You've been in the wilderness, you just get water from the rock, and you, you know, you eat manna from the ground. Now you've entered a new land, and you've got to learn. He told you the land flows with milk and honey. Yeah? But he never told you that there is no river, white river and brown river. Now you've got to learn how to keep bees. And how to get the honey from the bees without them stinging you. Hallelujah. Believe me, they had to learn the hard way. Don't come to the high during the day you are finished. They had to learn certain things. How do you collect honey? You want the honey. It is there, but how do you get it without the bees showing you fire? Try and error. And they made mistakes, I'm sure. Then they learned. Because now you, you, killed, you killed the people who are there. You took all of them out. Now you've got to learn how to figure it out by yourselves. They had to learn how to milk cows in order to drink milk. God told them the land flows with milk. But all they found was cattle. You've got to learn how to milk the cows. 
Now, you want to eat bread? Okay. There is wheat in the fields. Somehow you've got to bring that wheat in. Bring it into the, the harvest, into the stores. Then figure out how to process it. In order to turn it, hallelujah. In order to turn it into the flour that you will then make bread out of. And then you've got to figure out, now we are in a place where the seasons change. So I need to store, because in winter, there will be nothing in the fields. And the cows still need to eat. Completely new way of doing things. New way of understanding new things to do. Are you ready for change? Can you challenge yourself to that? What if you wake up in the morning and God tells you, Katia, your business. Some people are stuck doing the same old business when that business ceased to be viable. When I just gotten into IT, TCPIP was new. But don't worry. Hmm? Those days, the most needed people were people who understood Novell Netware IPX. They were the highest paid engineers. Within like two years, you were obsolete if you, if you were a Novell Netware IPX guy and you never learned TCP IP. Everything had now moved to the internet. I found networks where they used to have token ring. So now you guys have no clue what I'm talking about. But it's okay, you can research afterwards. And things changed completely. Look, if you're not ready to be, if you don't allow the Lord to speak to you, and you're willing to hear new things from Him, you will miss when God is doing a new thing. Because there were some people, God gave business ideas in those early days, and they started internet cafes, and they made a lot of money. But you had to be able to be in the spirit and tell when the time for internet cafes was ending. Because you had to be able to recognize, isn't it? Ha! Now internet is becoming ubiquitous on phones. Which means people are not going to need to go and sit at physical computers anymore. New things. New ways of doing things. If we will, if we will be open to God doing new things, He will show us trends before they become trends. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Refuse to be static. Because your God is not static. Hallelujah. If people today come with guns and you, you come with spears, you're finished. Monty, the Bible says chariots and horses. That's what they knew. Hallelujah. Which is why the word itself is also living and active. The word is what? Living and active. Now, what does that tell you about the word? Because the word is living and active, living organisms are ever changing. Even the word itself, it's ever adapting to new things. Our understanding of it keeps changing. The language may remain a cake, but the understanding of it changes. 
That's why you see, you still have some people, they don't understand the word was always relevant to every culture it was in. Amen. So it's easy to read the word in the context of that old culture and not understand that the word being living and active is still relevant in a different culture. You need to understand it in the context of the different culture. Hallelujah. That's why some people are stuck there thinking women should not be on the pulpit. (laughs) What? And they forget the word being living and active. The same Paul who would say things like, I do not permit a woman to teach men. Eh? Gives you examples where he's saluting Junior, an apostle, but a woman. Because God knowing that these times and seasons change has already prepared inside the word itself. Tells you, hey, Philip and his daughters, they were prophetesses. But did you think they were only prophesying to women? Auntie, you're saying a, a woman should not teach a man. Kakati, Philip's daughters, does that mean Andre? Because prophesying involves teaching. Uh-huh. So would they come and prophesy only to women in the church? Hallelujah. You can look and see a male-dominated culture. Sure. But there was even women judges. But if you, if you have a static way of seeing things, you will miss what God is doing. Because you don't understand the word is living. Hallelujah. Today here we are. Social distancing, wearing masks. Things have changed. Greatly. Hallelujah. <laughs> and some people see it as of the devil. No, it isn't. I was talking to someone and I said, you know what? You might think this mask thing is new. Those of us who used to travel in Asia, Asians have been wearing masks for the last 10 years. Ever since SARS and Mars, those guys have been in masks. And you know what? They're still okay. Hallelujah. Amen. Besides, you might think masks are new. <laughs> Uh, do you remember the story in the Bible of how Rebecca came to Isaac? Properly, because she had to. Hallelujah. It is infringing on my freedom. Come on, give us a break. Hallelujah. Be ready for change. Amen. Oba wamanyi iroku imbango koro vyakatibiachu ka. Hallelujah. Eh. Katetucha koro vya. Vyachu kam. And you know what? You can still adapt to the new way. Amen. Now you can also learn how to eh, pull a car up here and there. Hallelujah. Shamantale brosika. You know, I thank God. I think God prepared me for preaching by first taking me through IT for 12 years. Because things were ever changing in IT. Man, we were ever reading. Because there was always some new thing that has been released and you've got to go for some training somewhere to learn the new thing. 
just as you are getting comfortable with this one, they are like, now that one is obsolete. They've come up with a new technology. And then you have to go and learn it. Then as you're getting comfortable with that one, they change it as well. And things keep changing and changing and changing. Sometimes this is the hottest software, then some new company comes up with a new one that's superior. Now you've got to learn the other one. And so we learned how to constantly be ready and willing to adapt. But even in life, when I had my dreams as a kid of being an electrical engineer, by the time I, I, I finished S6, I was now into IT. And then I thought IT is the thing. I had my dream one day I'll be a CIO, then what, and all those things. Then God wakes up and says, now go to full-time ministry. And who knows what else you tell me down the road. What do we know? What we know is this. God tells Abraham, wake up, get your son, go to a mountain, I'll show you and sacrifice him. Abraham gets to the mountain and God tells him, stop, there is a ram, sacrifice that one instead. Now Abraham could have said, me, the Lord told me. Then he kills his miracle. Be willing and ready to change as the Lord speaks. Hallelujah. The wind bloweth where it listeth. And you neither know where it's coming from or where it's going. So are those who are of the spirit. You are just like the wind. Remember what I told you about the wind. If you ever see hurricane season in the U.S., Hurricane season is usually from about September there, you know, and it goes until like November. Hurricanes are interesting. They show it forming somewhere there in the mid-Atlantic. And then they start estimating its track. And they're like, it's likely it's going to pass. It will scatter these islands and what. Then that night they're like, ha, the thing changed. It has now strengthened to a, from a category two to a category three. You're like, eh, but in a couple of hours. What happened? They're like, well, there was um, a drop in pressure and then uh, the winds changed. They're like, okay. Then the next thing you know, the next one, they're like, hey, everyone board up your windows. It has changed direction. It is now heading straight for Florida. Like, yeah, but they first told us it was going to South America. Now it's going. That's how wind is. And what's happening with the wind? It's responding to temperature changes. They say, oh yeah, the waters around here became warmer than usual, and so the wind strengthened, and then it went this way. The wind is responding to changes in the environment. And God is saying, they that are of the Spirit are like the wind, which means we respond to changes in the environment. Hallelujah. We are responsive to changes in the society in which we live. We are responsive to changes in the dynamics of the relationships in which we are. We are constantly responding. We are adjusting. You adjust this, you adjust that, you adjust the style of preaching. You adjust, hallelujah. There was a time when man, preachers, we all had to wear suits. Man, the era of suits ended. Thank you, Lord. (laughs) It ended. Hallelujah. Now we wear jeans. Hallelujah. And it's okay. We must be responsive. Amen. Yeah. Perhaps we can no longer do crusades the way we used to. You know why? Because now if you do an open air crusade, the only people you get are idlers. It's the truth. 
gone the days when wakubanga bukubichidonga abantu baba mu nyumba zawe ne bajja now people think ha okoze meeting what are you parking what are you security before you know crusades were standing room only now eh to take out the tv things changed and who knows what next next it might be air conditioned buildings only and you know even when the circumstances in society change laws might pass that now restrict i said mujja kubambe kulu then what you are just you make soundproof buildings you are just you don't go railing and straining and screaming and trying to change things you are just to whatever is happening hallelujah some people thought that in the midst of covid churches we should form a rebellion but ugana batyo kusaba nedda we went online hallelujah yes and then some people discovered eh Somebody discovered eh chogamba nsobola kubera ine stule mikono we bagamba anti time yokusiga mafuta nenge watamukachipanange nenge tekako ate mukama na ankolera Hallelujah <laughs> Yes that's our god that's what being of the spirit is you're responsive to changes Amen. Be ready to respond to every change. Allow the spirit to lead you in how to respond. That doesn't mean we take in everything, but we learn how to be adaptable. Hallelujah. When the Bible says be as cunning as a serpent, you know how a serpent moves. It doesn't go in a straight line like this. Hallelujah. A serpent goes around obstacles it doesn't climb them why it's adaptable be as cunning as a serpent look at paul he shows up in athens and he knows he can't just go directly preaching at them banange yesu yesu he stands there and he observes and says mm, these guys have very many gods they have literally every god in the world they have represented here then he sees an altar to the unknown god says ha oh yo 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 unknown oyo gwenzo babulirako naba kwatirao now they are also curious tumulire ku unknown god yono naba bulire njiri he was adaptable and he says i became all things to all men that by all means i may win some hallelujah and sometimes we become so judgmental raja ina tattoos guess what bebo babulira now me i can't i can't have them but that's also my personal preference wabam kama obe yakuita mo kugera hallelujah amen today god is calling us God is calling us to remember what being of the spirit is you are like the wind Some we are so fixated mwako ze program ya Tuesday ne mukola song list na yo moyo ali responsive muyingira abantu ngabawoze 
nagamba mm soko yongeremu obunabasitula no chusam hmm? you know these guys practice hard no because they give them a song list na kaimba na na practicing akalikke na ketegekira hmm walwa kaimba ketwa tadde ku list neba izokuteka kaimba ku list baba na atero kaimba nenchikwata microphone neninye chituti neba nobata kaimba you don't sit there like kale nem practicing hours zange musamvu kale guy na sala ko rimba man the wind bloweth where it listeth you just flow with the holy ghost hallelujah Musanga joba akugambye lero gogendo kola communion ogendo kutuko obochi etegeko kusitukanga ate mulala gwe bataddeo eh umoyo yachusizam aito dambinyigiramu hallelujah that's what being of the spirit is you relax and you're like omanyimu kama at least mu process ya preparation nina byenaize usanga chwa bado yagala njige so nompa assignment nenetegeka Ah, at least na ize. Who knows? Next time I have an opportunity, I'll already be ready. Hallelujah. Amen. Some of us here, and I want to challenge you, because Ugandans, we have this mentality. We get to a certain place and we start thinking we are too old for certain things. Some of you, no matter your age, you need to go back to school. And learn new things. And new ways of doing things. So you need to obodi ne myaka nano dayo no soma four year degree Kwaji ensechuse bi waliyo manyi te bichakola dayo igebi pia Go and reequip yourself for a new world Hallelujah You are not the ancient of days so you're not too old if the ancient of days is always doing new things, how about you? Hallelujah. You're there and you are you, stuck on your current skill set. Even that one you just obtained, which means you can obtain a new one. Go and get a new skill set. Break out of the mold of thinking. You know, mind your business. So that's all you know. Something else altogether. Hallelujah. Amen. For you, your whole idea of getting livelihood is a kaduka. Vamo mindset ya kaduka mulinyeri ya Yesu. Amen. The questions you have to ask yourself. Oriao, tona zimba up to this point. Hmm? Obado kirizo kirizo na yaba nabobo babarakatire about 10 11 12 years old na yocha yagalo kuzimba kaline yebisenge bitano bana atero kuve uwo obizimbirani ani yageno bisulamu karebo suko predea they are about to go to university Bakuwekire nyumbi Nga nene elia hoto ina chajiko zesa And then we also don't even know how to sometimes downsize Kubawa we have this thing we get stuck Na zimbe nyumba yange Na ita mvintu vinji nyo Ya wa ita mvintu vinji nyo Time ne season yayo Iwedeko 
now you are older amadaraga kutawanya man sell it go and live in a bungalow where you're not climbing stairs anymore and put the money into some other investment do you know that the really really rich are never static they don't hold on to things all the time Starts this company, sells it, starts the other one, sells it, builds this one and sells it, builds another one. They are constantly on the move. It starts with our outdated mindsets. Year after year after year. Man, you learn how to change. Learn how to adapt. Hallelujah. I was talking to someone, someone was drinking, someone was drinking my tea. And then they were like, eh, but this tea tastes different. What do you put in it? Mugamba, you know. Uh, of course, there is ginger, there is cinnamon, there is cloves, there is nutmeg. Like, eh, if you have your nut, like, yes. And I experimented. The next time, sharp thing. I increased the cinnamon to, to, to you know, to, to, to I, I, I experimented with my amounts and everything until I found just the right mix that works for me. Na yo sanga bantu, ngamama o yamusome sokola chai. Paka kati naebo amukola. Take zanga ko anything new. Who knows? Maybe if you had experimented with your tea, you could have started a tea house with the unique thing of Yomwaja Kunyo Kuchayuo. Ah, Gundia Nina Chaya, unique. Watch. Kubanga, you tried some new things. Hallelujah. Kano Sounders sat somewhere and experimented with chicken until he came up with his recipe and started KFC. But do you know that KFC doesn't still only sell Colonel Sanders' recipe? They have come up with other things in the time. They keep trying new things. They keep experimenting. The same way from when you were born up to today. You know. Sounds like over cilantro Hallelujah. Experiment. And don't be afraid to get it wrong. Because in, and that's why we talk about defeat. There will be failures along the way. Use the failures as learning points. And, and you experiment until you come up, you keep coming up with new things. That's how advancement comes. And that's what God wants with you too. Even your marriages. Yeah? marriages fixed yao. But even you may much take it. Muriao, you've been copying the missionaries for the last ten years.
Hallelujah. Be willing eh, to be checked. Hallelujah. Osanga, gwe wakula, mama walina account ye, alina ya account, ukena ye kawele na ko, now waline iyo, and tata wa yaline iye, and you think that's how marriage works. Now you're in a new age. Obubo, experiment. Maybe for you what will work for you guys is a joint one. Hallelujah. Experiment. Keep it fresh. Try out new things. If this is not working, try something else. Hallelujah. I met a couple and at first I was horrified. Because I met this couple. I entered their home. Kumchara inechi sengeche. No muami harinechi sengeche. Saiki yee. Nibufumbo wangula chibuno. Nihebano. Nibara vikirintu ya I In fact, I discerned. That their marriage was in trouble. they are happy. But do you know what had happened? Munangi, mchara ya gamba gaya afuruta. Sisobula kuevaka. Atenze nkola chilo, ya kola misana. Katibu wajia, anemesa. Gana yomanyi, uchifochoku lemese wabufumbo bunu. Tutuletu chilo ozemu. They built their house and put two master bedrooms with connecting doors. And you know what? They're actually happy. She was like, I was always grumpy because I didn't get enough sleep. So I was always grumpy. I was always tired. I was rude to people at work. I'm pissed. It's coming from lack of sleep. Ever since I started getting a good night's sleep, I am happy at work and I'm happy at home. I was like, eh? Everyone with what works for them. But that takes a willingness to abandon certain traditional mindsets and say, you know what? What will work for me? What has God ordained for me that will work for us? If this is not working, how do we make it work? What can we do different to make it work? Hallelujah. I used to have my idea of what marriage should look like. You know, because we grew up seeing certain pictures, eh? I used to think when we get married, to Jakturanga Kudainingi, the man at the head of the table, the woman at the foot of the table, Nava and took sides because that was the picture in my head eh? of how marriage eh, looks like. Eh? <laughs> and eh? because in your mind, that's how things go. I had to abandon some of those things. I discovered early enough, eh? I was like, Naomi, because when I first moved to the US, hey, stress was going to kill us in this marriage. Gatu yombera time yokufuru menyumba. And I realized, Naomi, we are not less married if we drive separate cars. Katinga tutuka, kateli ya nyigide mune, rulingo tuka kuchituti ngochilaba, fesi ya jisibia atude wali munda, uvatu. Nechi nenjiri neta nika nukule mokuburi, lakulauli, watu nulakomu direction, jari ya sibie fesi, boti, nukamfude. 
Then you do what? You adjust. And then suddenly things were so much better. Just adjusting. You, you, you have to abandon certain old mindsets and you're like, you know what? I'm living in a different society. Things are different where I'm living. I need to adjust. And you know, we have been born in a time of very great changes. In the days, in the older generation, the man worked, the woman stayed home. And the man earned enough to support the entire family. It's not the same today. Today, most people, you need two incomes to sustain a family. Now, if you come with your traditionalist mindset, what happens when you come with assistant wa HR? Mufo bwavu kubanga muchara ino kusigala waka raising abana maybe go musajja go bosigale wakoba raising Eh Yes But it requires a big mindset adjustment because first of all you would need to adjust your mindset to accept one thing the man is not the provider. God is the provider. Whether he provides through the man or the woman, he has provided to the couple. <laughs> Hallelujah. mindset adjustment Obone yazirese oboli yazirese Yesu yakozeke yarese Shama katarebo suka Ha But you see that's why I told you this year if you're in breakthrough we are going to stretch you we're going to stretch you. We're going to stretch your ways of thinking. We're going to stretch you from those comfort zones. We're going to make you uncomfortable until you break all those old mindsets and fix things and you get back to that place where you're like the wind ready to flow where the Spirit says. Hallelujah. Nobody after, you know, that age. Why not? Hallelujah. Amen. Or maybe it might mean both of you have got to go to work and you've got to work out something. I've seen some people struggling and struggling because they are fixed on this mindset. This one umchala inoxigara raising Understand. And work out something. Maybe she needs to get a part-time job. Maybe you need to start thinking outside the box. What can she do while she's at home? But you've got to start thinking. Don't struggle because you failed to use the brains God gave you. Hallelujah. Some people think, then the brains switch off. Never. In fact, the Holy Spirit comes to enhance your thinking. Wow. Be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Who renews your mind? 
the spirit through the word. So your mind should become sharper. Your reasoning should become better. So you're actually supposed to use your mind even better when you have the Holy Ghost. Not switch it off. Your thinking should become more excellent. Daniel, full of the spirit of excellence, becomes an amazing administrator. What is he using? His brains. God wants you to use those brains. He gave them to you for a purpose. Use them. Think. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen.